0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Mejita Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Altergott, the Chief Experience Officer at the CX Edge. As you can see, we have three very special guests with us today. I don't want to make any promises at the beginning, but I feel like this will be my most favorite podcast of the year. Um, You are very lucky to have today Amber Shenick. She is a Field Service Supervisor at ProLift. Corinne Wilson. She is a field service operations manager at Enersys and Kelly English, who is a senior corporate renewed equipment manager at Raymond West. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Well, today we're going to be talking a little bit about women in industry, women in the material handling industry. And the three of us actually met last year at the Women in Industry Conference hosted by Mejita, MHI, and Work. Um, that's coming up again this November, very shortly, a little less than a month away. So I'll be excited to see you ladies in person again, but thank you for taking some time to join me today so i'd like to start all of our podcasts off just getting to know our guests a little bit better so i was hoping if we could go around uh the zoom windows and you guys could just give a little introduction about yourself and how you got started in the industry on my screen corinne you're the first one if i could
1: kick it off with you please Sure. Um, My name is Corinne Wilson. Um, I am the field service operations manager at Enersys. I have been with the company for um, a little bit over eight years and um, have really just found my niche and found my purpose. And yes, love it. No idea how I fell into this. Happy I did. Just Happy for every day. Right. So thank you. Amber, you're next on my Zoom
0: wheel. Can you give us a little introduction to yourself? Sure.
2: i Amber Skank. I am Field Service Supervisor at ProLift Toyota Material Handling out of Louisville, Kentucky. I've been with the company about five years, just over five years. Totally lucked into it. Had no idea this industry even existed. I came from Restaurant Equipment Service. Um, ProLift found me and has made me better than I was, um, and, and I've enjoyed every minute of it.
0: Well, Kelly, how about you?
2: uh kelly English i
3: currently am the renewed equipment manager for Raymond West. I've been with the company for twelve years now, and I actually started as a temp in our uh dispatch department and then I have stuck it out. I've kind of moved around within the company, so I've done like you know rentals for a short amount of time and some transportation and then I've been in use sales now for i think six years
0: awesome. So I think it's pretty safe to say that none of us went to high school or college thinking we would spend our careers in the material handling industry. I also started off as a temp, so we have that in common, Kelly. It's amazing what those can can lead to. So I think it's no secret that women are underrepresented within the material handling industry specifically. Could you guys talk about some steps that companies could take to really equal out the ground and improve representation of women within this space. And maybe it's stuff that your company is already doing today. Do you have any examples of that?
2: I do, and one that I feel really strongly about. Um, So ProLift in the last six months has gone through and our HR team has worked to scrub every job posting that we have out there from the he's and the him's to, to ensuring that we have an accurate depiction of what that job is because it's proven that women will only apply if we touch 10% of, or I mean, 90% or 100% of what, what the job posting is, whereas men will do it if they qualify with 10%. Um, so ProLift has been going through that now about the last six months, and it's, it's really shifted even the number that we get of women to apply for jobs. So I'm really proud of them, and, and I think that that's a step in the right direction
0: absolutely absolutely
2: yeah it's about
3: recruiting really at this point so we've got a big recruiting department and i think it's going after women and women for leadership roles um a lot of the women you know who i have worked with over the years that are in leadership roles have worked their way up through the organization were not brought in outside of the organization in a leadership role and so i think it's really about recruiting and like amber said like Making sure that your doc, uh, job descriptions are accurate and that you're getting them in front of
1: qualified individuals, um, both male and female. Corinne, how about you? I mean, I'm a big believer in um, you know recognizing the talent that you already have, right? I feel like some some situations may call for an external hire to necessarily fit the role or need more, but I feel like until you recognize necessarily what you have, you know, in a team or in a division or a business unit, I mean, it's, you got to start there, right? I mean, if you have somebody that necessarily, you know, maybe needs to be pushed into something uncomfortable for them to, you know, come out the other end so much better and, you know, lead the team that they started and, you know, within it, I mean, there's something actually beautiful about that and fulfilling for that employee. Right. So now you get loyalty, tenure, and, you know, then they get the confidence, right. So win-win. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, sometimes the, the right fit, you know, falls on somebody fresh, you know, a set of eyes, kind of, you know, scenarios. So a little bit of both.
0: Yeah, and I think you guys have been such great examples for other women coming up in the space. Um, and I'm really familiar with all of your companies; have been pretty progressive in this area. I could be wrong in this, but I think Raymond West was one of the first Raymond dealerships to hire female sales representatives. And, you know, Amber, I know that you guys at ProLift have really worked to recruit women technicians and being a woman service manager yourself. I think those are great examples. And Enersys is, is so big. And I, honestly, most of the people I meet these days from Enersys are women. So um, I think that's a great testament to you guys and to what your companies are working on. So with everybody here being in a leadership position, could you give me an idea of what your most significant barrier to female leadership within this industry has been thus far? For me, I mean, I, I hate,
2: I guess the, the barrier, I don't have another female to look up to for guidance, for help, um, to help navigate. I hate that I don't have something like that inside pro Lift. Um, and I know I struggled in the service department, obviously, predominantly men. I cannot fix a forklift, I cannot do their job. So struggling at the beginning to get their buy-in that I can be an asset and I can be helpful in, in other ways um, to the technicians and to other men within the department, just because I can't fix them doesn't mean I'm not useful.
0: I also cannot fix a forklift in case. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter, Sherry. You can do anything. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter if you don't know how to. You can still do Google. anything.
0: Yes. <laughs> you can learn. <laughs> <Thank> you, <Amber. laughs> oh, I wanted to change oil and make a
1: cheesecake. Google.
0: Um. Corinne, how about you? Uh, what's been your most significant barrier to leadership?
1: Um. I would say myself. Right. Always trying to keep yourself, um, your authentic self. Right. And I found myself, I am a natural people pleaser. Right. So when you're trying to do that and you're spread with three different people that require three different types of leadership and you're trying to be that person, I mean, just you can't cannot, you cannot lead anyone when you're not even, you know, necessarily confident in how you want to lead them. So,
0: um,
1: yeah, I think my biggest myself for sure myself so i still want to be
0: kelly how about you yeah
1: i'm glad you said that
3: because that's what i would say it's been myself um like finding my voice communicating to my supervisor and my manager what my career goals were and actually like vocalizing that and putting it out there so that they could create a path for me to reach those goals i mean for a long time i was a great employee but I don't know that my manager knew that I wanted to be a great manager one day and not just, you know, someone on our service team. And so it's it was really getting out of my own way and communicating what I wanted and then going after it.
0: That's such a great point. Amber, you kind of touched on it a little bit when you spoke about fixing forklifts. Um, have you guys had any specific experience having resistance from men that you're in charge of leading and if so what did you do about that amber you kind of touched on in the beginning um and you said i think there was some troubles when you first started in this position
2: yeah i mean and i came from service so it's not like i was a stranger to service but i was a stranger to forklifts um but you know with with earning their respect it was It was listening to them asking questions. To this day, I ask questions. I do my best not to assume. I try not to get defensive. I try to ask questions. And then when they need things of me, it's following through. It's doing what's needed and telling them and being transparent if I can't help. You know, you need something that's $5,000. Well, I'm sorry, That's, that's not gonna happen. And not, oh, well, let me see what I can do it's and they respect that because they know they get what they see um and and they've been really receptive to that of the first six months you had to get their buy-in and since then they've they've been a great group
0: kelly how about you
2: yeah i agree i think in the
3: beginning it was kind of just trying to get their buy-in right and then i think that I maybe over prep you know if i'm going into a meeting and i just make sure that i've got all the facts and that i know exactly what it is i'm doing so that i feel confident and so um, for me it's been really about confidence in what i'm talking about and decisions that i'm making um, so that i just can earn their respect because i think in the beginning it was difficult
1: and corinne i mean I just kind of treat everybody the same. That's kind of how I I don't, I prep for everything the same. I talk to, I mean, I, the people at corporate, at Enersys joke around that I'm the, like the Enersys mayor, because I mean, I talk to the lunch lady, I talk to the woman that does shipping and receiving, I talk to the receptionist, the same way that I would talk to the guys and girls that are on our, um, you know, grounds team. Everybody's the same. Hey, how are you? How was your weekend? There's no, I don't. if I get resistance male or female I don't look at it differently I would approach it specifically for the reason that the resistance is being given but I would not think in my head even to be like well it's because logically it's because I'm a female I I wouldn't think like that I honestly
0: Hmm. so what do you guys think is the biggest challenge for the generation of women that come after you
3: Surprisingly, I think that they might have a little bit less of a challenge I mean just to look at how many more like women we have within our organization in the last five years It's grown dramatically and it's cool to see you know I walk through the office and it's you know where there used to be it was like there was five of us It was kind of a joke It's like you're one of the five women that works here and now like you were saying Cherry, we have female sales reps female technicians I mean they're everywhere and it's um, I think that they have a little bit less of a challenge with that because we're progressing in a positive way by just having more women in our workforce.
2: I would agree. us yes, too. I, I do still think that equal pay is a thing. And I do think that, you know, while while our generation has helped tackle the number and the representation of females, I still feel like there are wage gaps. Um, between the men and the women that do similar jobs, so I feel like that's gonna be something hopefully they can help conquer.
0: No, it's not just you that feels like that, amber it's, <laughs> it's <proven. laughs> there, are, there are true studies that that will say that you are accurate,
1: Karen, how about you? I mean, I've used it as leverage already in conversations once I've known like a um you know. Salary of a male and similar situation, I'm, I'm, you know, immediately in my head like, well, that doesn't add up, right? So, I mean, I agree, I agree on the equal pay thing. Um, but um, for women going forward, uh, yeah, I mean, slightly easier, but I mean, you, you start looking at like childcare costs, who knows, inflation. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's easier for them. I mean, the the pathways and doors have been opened and created, but I mean, if If they can't actively, like, commit to it, I mean, how are we to fault them, right? Mm.
0: And, Kelly, you know, I've I've been asked in the past of what's kind of the goal of the women in industry and, you know, different women-oriented events I do. And I said the ultimate goal is to not need these events, to be honest. I mean, that to me is the goal, is that it's so equal that there is no difference. You know, there doesn't need to be a, a separate group. Um, Well, we're not there yet and we still have some work to do, Um, but we are making strides. So, I I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I met the three of you at the Women in Industry Conference last year. Um, I wanted to see what your guys' biggest takeaway from that conference last
1: year was. For me,
2: networking. Obviously, we're here. Yeah. Um, It was networking. The other women that work in this industry um, knowing you're not alone, that we're all fighting this and collaborating as to how we can make it better for the next generation, for women that are in it today, um, hearing successes and failures, it, it just, it all, I mean, Mahita never disappoints on speakers, any event I've ever been in, involved in. They just never disappoint with the content. But it, for me, it was the networking and and getting to meet people like you. Um and having opportunities to do things like this. <laughs> um, it, it was just the people and hearing how they've combated some things and stuff you can take back with you and hopefully make your path a little bit easier.
0: Awesome. Kelly, how about you? I agree. It's
3: absolutely networking. And it's really what I look forward to every year. And like Amber said, Mahita never disappoints. There's always incredible takeaways. Um, Hearing other people's challenges, ideas on how to solve those challenges, and really that you can bring back and like put into your everyday life, um, it's great. But the networking has been incredible
1: for me. That's okay. And Corinne? I mean, if I don't say networking now, uh, yeah. no, definitely networking. <laughs> of course. But in my perspective, like between all of us, was it not amazing to see the speaker, the host, Do you see the room change? When we all first sat down, it was a bunch of strangers. And then by the end of that, oh my gosh, the, the charity event, you know, Lemons of Love, by the end of that, it was like, we were all just, we were just all friends. It was like so easy. People were mingling amongst groups. There was no clips. It was like flowing. So yes, networking, but it, it was just, it was just a special little thing. So yes, definitely looking forward to doing that again. And
0: then we all got even closer after the convention at the the after hours, I think. Um, But I agree with you. It's such a cool vibe and everybody's really supportive of each other. So what are you guys looking forward to the most this year? I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the agenda, um, but it's coming up shortly. And I know you guys have registered. So is there anything on there you're particularly excited for? And you don't have to say it's the MC. <laughs>
2: but that's what I had. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't looked at the agenda yet. Shame on me. Um, I didn't need to. I saw the opportunity and I was all in. Um, but I mean, catching up with everybody, you know, Corinne just took this promotion. I want to hear all about it, what her path was, what her new gig is. And I'm sure there's tons of other women that we met last year that have now progressed and been able to put things into motion in the last 12 months. And you know where we were 12 months ago. Where have we progressed in one year? What are things that we can do in the next year so that you know a year from now we're getting ready to catch up again? Um, I, I always look forward to the people, and of course the MC, <clears throat> Sherry.
0: <laughs> I could do that. that's a okay. gift. Kelly, how about you?
3: Um, so I did poke through the agenda a little bit. There was one that was on there that was like, I don't think it was like body language of deception or something. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. There's just always such cool speakers that come in. I'm really looking forward to the whole thing, but catching up with what now, like Corinne said, are my friends. So seeing what everybody's been up to for the last year, where we're going over the next year, i um, really looking forward to it.
2: Kelly, since you said it, so that's with Tracy Brown, that body language one. Yeah. And I, haven't, I haven't looked through the agenda yet, but I I did get the opportunity to speak with Tracy. She was looking for ways to kind of pinpoint keynotes or gear them towards certain things. So I did. I did. I have had the opportunity to talk to her. You're gonna love it. She's awesome.
1: Awesome. Karen, how about you? Um, I really like this year you guys structured the arrival dinner. I think that's going to change the game for the start of the actual yeah. conference because I think all those people that walked in and like, tried to sit with that one other person they came with well now already are armed with multiple people to approach. So I think I think that was a very smart move and I think it will be very well received.
0: Yeah. I agree. I think it adds that sense of comfort when you met people the night before, as long as the night before didn't go too late. And uh, it's not saying that I've ever done that. Um, but I, I think that was a, a fantastic ad. So you guys, I know this has gone by really quick, and I know that you've watched every episode of Mahita Talks. Um, we do a lightning round at the end of Mahita Talks to get to know our guests a little bit better. So the way we're going to do it with three people, I'm going to go just kind of around my circle. These are quick, fast answers based on questions. um, And you're just going to sort of answer the first thing that you think of. But I'll start with a different person each time to make it fair. Um, But all of you will answer each question. So are you guys first ready to enter the lightning round? Yes, let's go. (laughs) All right, Corinne, we're starting with you on this one. What's something you could eat for a week straight? Me?
1: Eggs, <laughs> oh, oh, um, eggs. Egg.
0: <laughs> Kelly.
1: Um,
3: those little egg bite things from Starbucks. <laughs> eggs is a popular choice. Amber, how are you?
2: Tacos. Tacos,
0: I like that. All right, oh, Kelly, what is the first concert you ever attended? Um, the Presidents. Amber.
2: <laughs> the Spice Girls. <laughs> oh, Isn't
0: that no. embarrassing? The Spice Girls are <laughs> awesome. Oh, Hanson. Oh, that's yes. a little bit more embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Amber, what is your favorite Starbucks order? A white mocha, white chocolate mocha, hot.
2: Grande. What's the extra large one? Venti. Venti, yes. yes.
0: <laughs> Corinne, how about you?
1: Um, you know, uh, black coffee, hot or cold, uh, any size. Um, yeah, nope, black and cold or hot. That's it. <laughs> Kelly. Uh,
3: not a big coffee drinker, so I would typically do like a tea or something.
0: Good. All right, Corinne, would you rather be besties with Beyonce or Rihanna? Ooh, Beyonce. Kelly? Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, queen bee, I'm with you. See, I uh, Beyonce is the queen bee and I love her, but I just do feel Rihanna might be more fun. But uh, I guess, you know, when I have that opportunity, I'll let you know. Um, Kelly, what is your biggest pet peeve? uh people who talk with food in their mouth amber what's your biggest problem probably,
2: uh, cracking knuckles i don't like mm. that popping cracking noise
1: <laughs> karen is anybody who has their mouth open for a longer amount of time when they're eating it could be doing anything but if i can hear it i like the switch goes off it's very specific <laughs> um,
0: all right, Amber. If you could effortlessly pick up a skill in an instant, what would it be? Oh my goodness,
2: uh, multitasking. Because I cannot do that. I would love to be able to multitask. Do a little bit of this, a little bit of this. Get a whole bunch of stuff done.
0: I find that surprising, to be honest.
1: Uh, Corinne, yeah. how about you? I know, same. Um, but not, not with that. Um, I would say, uh. uh sleep on command. That would be nice. Ooh, I like that. Still. <laughs> yeah. I think I would go
3: uh, out here carpentry because I'm trying to do a lot of like home repairs and it's wildly expensive to have someone else come do that. So,
2: there, <laughs> All right, the, sorry, that's the best I oh, had. No, it was that, or stand on my head on a paddleboard. But I mean,
0: <laughs> we are. But you no, already know, know how to do that. that. I can do that. <laughs> All right, Corinne, what is your go-to karaoke song?
1: Oh, don't stop believing. Journey.
0: Kelly. Oh boy.
3: <laughs> so I'm not a. Typical karaoke singer, um, but last time that I was in San Diego for a work function, we did go to karaoke, and
0: uh, I did a Tupac song, which was fun. Very nice. Amber, I know you've got a few.
2: I do. Kesha, TikTok.
0: <laughs> That's a good that one. That's solid. <laughs> I played
2: this morning on my way to work, and I was, I was all in. Oh, my God.
0: All right, uh, final question Kelly, at what job would you be terrible at?
1: Geez,
3: probably
0: a lot of them. Um, carpentry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. Yeah. Amber, how are you?
2: Man, I would say anything with numbers like a uh, tax person, like I like math, but not like that.
1: Correct. <laughs> okay trying to think of a job that I have to sit down and I can't move. I like RLS, so I need something that's stationary, which doesn't help, I have a desk job, so I try to get up a lot. I don't know, I don't know, what, what doesn't move? A sleep study patient, do you, do you get paid for that? I think so, I don't know.
0: i get mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that brought it to you guys, made it through the lightning round successfully, okay. so nice job everyone. Um, and sadly, that's the end of our podcast. Um, so I'd like to remind everyone that's listening, if you're interested in going to the Women in Industry Conference, you can sign up through Mahita's website. That's M-H-E-D-A.org. Uh, You can go under events, and I think right now it's actually on the homepage. Um, I would encourage everybody to come. It's a fantastic event, uh, and we would all love to see you there. You guys have any parting words for our listeners? Be comfortable
1: being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's
2: a good one. Put yourself out there. Build your network. Go to the events. Go to the pre-events. Go to all the speakers. Go to the luncheons. Go to the drinks afterwards. You'll be tired, but do
1: it all. And don't fly out at 6 a.m. No. (laughs) Don't fly out
0: at 6 (laughs) a.m. You both did that, I think. I, uh, we,
1: we said goodbye at the airport. Yeah. Kelly and I hugged goodbye at the terminal. <laughs> sure. First time we met each other, I I'm had telling to you. Drive.
2: I was out there with you, too, because I had to catch a plane to New Orleans out of Louisville at 2 p.m. So Jenny oh and I were at like 4 a.m.
0: <laughs> yeah. Late afternoon, early evening flights yeah. only the next day. My <laughs> lesson. I think I'm at like noon this year. So, that's not bad. That's not bad. You're really close to the airport. And if I didn't mention, um, the event is in Rosemont, which is right outside of O'Hare Airport if you're flying in. Um, I cannot wait to see you guys in person uh, November 1st and 2nd. And uh, thanks for spending some time with me this afternoon. Thank thanks you for, for having me. us. This has been Mahita Talks with your host, Sherry Altergat. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you.